Beats. Hey guys, what's going on? This is Arden from the Foresight Podcast. Usually you're here, yeah, yeah, this is your boy Wills, but um, <laughs> it's just me. Uh, yeah, I just decided, well, I'll talk to Wills about it. What was the next time we were going to record? And Wills is pretty busy right now. He's always busy, but you know, he's pretty busy. He has bills to pay. Very understandable. That's what happens when you're a responsible adult. And me, on the other hand, of course, I have my bills, too, to pay. But at the same time, I was just like, you know what, bro? I kind of don't want to go too long without recording and uploading another episode. So I'm just going to record an episode or two just to give the people, you, the people, some new foresight content. He was like, all right, bet. So that's what I'm doing. This is episode 16 of Foresight. And in case you didn't see the good news... Um, Foresight is officially available on iTunes, so look us up, Foresight with the exclamation point, and uh, we're on iTunes in the podcast section, you can check us out, our previous 15 episodes, including our most recent one, featuring the Lunch Table Podcast, salute to those guys, Um, yeah, it's available, and it's awesome. To say that, hey, we have this podcast on iTunes that you can check out and it sounds so good and everything is looking just right. And uh, we definitely have some more episodes in the works. And this is definitely around the time of year that I truly, truly want to record as many episodes of Foresight as possible. I mean, I always want to record as many episodes of Foresight as possible. But in particular right now, like I'm recording this right now. It's a little past 10.30 on May 8th. I'm a good 45, 46 days away for leaving for camp for the summer, if you know me. You know, I go away at camp, and uh, I work as a camp counselor, work as a basketball coach, just have a lot of responsibilities that I handle. So I'm usually gone for seven weeks, and I usually leave between, like, June 23rd and June 25th every year. So, yeah, man, like, about 40-something days I have left here at home. So I definitely want to give out as many episodes as possible. Uh, always something in hip hop <laughs> it's always something in hip hop that gives you a lot to talk about again the last episode that we put out was a little over two weeks ago that we put out and recorded and again a lot has changed in the last two weeks at the time the album that we were discussing was Damn by Kendrick Lamar and the album I'm going to discuss right now is Logic's Project Everybody um First of all, let's just talk about Logic. You know, when you think about Logic's place in rap, I definitely think it is in the realm of definitely somebody that's an easy target to criticize. Definitely somebody that is on social media cool to not only criticize but hate. Definitely has stands, but at the same time, he is a very, very, very dope artist, and I'm a fan of his. And Logic is also one of the few acts in rap to not only put out good projects but to sell and of course the standards for selling these days are different because you know when it comes to physical copies or just buying copies online the game is changing a little bit maybe not necessarily in the most favorable way but it's changing in that regard plus streaming has become such a big bigger and bigger deal 
but like Logic really be debuting in like the top five of Billboard, selling a hundred something thousand in the first week. That's very impressive, you know. What I'm saying this guy does have successful tours. I, um, he is one of I will go as far as saying one of the bigger but unknown unknown acts in rap and. Like I said, like the guy has put out some very strong projects, I think, in my opinion. You know, again, like I look at everybody, my opinion on everybody's, I think everybody's a very dope album. I think it's very good. I personally like it along with Under Pressure. Um, the Incredible True Story 2 was another good album as well. I actually didn't listen to this mixtape that came out last summer. What was it, Bobby Tarantino, the mixtape? I didn't listen to that, but the albums from Logic, I think, have been very good, and I think everybody has held up pretty well i think everybody is a project that has some legitimate replay value i think everybody is one that so far will be very well received by those who listen to this project i think it's going to sell well and it's a project that just shows off who logic is man you know i think he has a good ear for production i do think that again he's a very talented rapper when you want to go into x and those of things i like his flows i like his songwriting i like the structure of his verses and this is a dude who you know again he's building up a nice little resume for this project i i, I think we can't front on that like i said before logic is one of those dudes who so far has been very cool by those to hate on him to criticize him to put him in a place and i see a lot of oh he tries to sound like this guy or he tries to sound like that guy and and maybe in some instances that may be true but newsflash that happens quite a bit in rap where dudes are going to sound like this guy or the other whether it's on purpose or not because it's just very very easy to be influenced and to have others rub off on you you know what i'm saying so i don't think that should be held against logic i think if you want to criticize logic criticize it for the music and not just create or enlarging these these narratives but i really like the project i really did logic is definitely one of the top but unknown rappers in the game today um another dude had a nice project that came out was russ um russ is a dude who i'll say for like the last year I've been paying very close attention to and this is a dude who if you don't know who Russ is you need to get up on Russ because Russ is very talented Russ is a dude who truly is going to be a star in rap trust me it's it, if you don't believe me then watch you be wrong because you didn't believe me when it comes to Russ Russ has that type of potential um, Russ already, already, already has like a couple hits to his name that have been successful on billboards, that I've seen rock the crowd and what they want, losing control. Um, very versatile skill set as a as an artist, man. Can rap, can sing, produces, mixes, engineers, all that stuff. And his debut album, There's Really a Wolf, came out. And the thing with There's Really a Wolf, it, it reminds me in a way of like Fetty Wap. It reminds me of Fetty Wap's debut project. A lot of artists debut project, which is if you're somebody who's been putting out so many songs leading up to this project, whether they're singles or just records that you like putting out with your fans, your debut project won't necessarily have like an agenda. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not going to be the most co most cohesive project. It's not going to have an agenda. It's not going to have a pattern or a story right it's just going to be a project that's really more like a collection of songs your best songs that you're going to put together and ironically enough 
these type of projects are usually 19, 20 seconds. Not seconds, sorry. They're like 19 to 20 songs long. That's the same thing with There's Really a Wolf. It's a project in which you're not going to be able to find that agenda. You're not going to be able to see, okay, how can I put it all together? It's just a collection of songs that he's been working on over the years. But at the same time, they come out to be very dope. And it comes out to be a project in which it's not skip-worthy. It's something that is definitely worth listening to. And it was also very fun to watch. Not watch, but it was very fun to listen to because, again, Russ has put out so many songs over the years that this project really could have just been a lot of SoundCloud songs. When I look at this project, I only see two to three songs on here that I can recall hearing on the SoundCloud. Losing Control, What They Want. And, and do it myself. All these other songs are originals, bro, that I did not hear from him publicly. You know, if I'm wrong on that, then I'm wrong, but I doubt these other 17 songs that he put out publicly. These are songs that he recorded and made for this very project, and this project is a typical Rush project. It's, I'm not even gonna say that because, again, like, even though the dude released a ton of mixtapes beforehand, I didn't really, I didn't listen to those mixtapes. I heard this dude just from the singles leading up to this for like the last year. I seen him perform at Webster Hall, uh, sold out crowd over a thousand people, just killed it, no openers, no nothing. The dude had a SoundCloud playlist, you dig what I'm saying? And absolutely destroyed it. But the project was just what I know from West, which is I know this is a dude who's going to navigate those hip-hop and R&B infused sounds oh so well. Um, his songwriting, his vocal performance, I think they're very, very up to par and I'm a big fan of. So if you're a rap fan, if you haven't heard Logic's project, please check it out. If you haven't heard Russ's project, please check it out. Those projects are well worth the attention and well worth the money because this, this, I'm actually going to go into my next topic too, which is I wrote an article about this um, within the last few days, man, which this is my challenge to rap fans and it's about support You know, it's about truly supporting our artists man and buying the music, you know, it's it's a project It's a it's not a project. Sorry. It's, a, it's an article that I wrote that that got back some feedback You know, it got the numbers and stuff, which is great and I appreciate it But it's gotten back that feedback and I really do mean it man cause I, I really do feel as if like It's just not a good look for rap if we have this genre, if we have this culture that we truly feel is impacting on the world, that influences people, that we feel as if deserves a seat at the table, at whatever table it may be, but yet our artist can't sell. We can say whatever you want about other genres, oh, white people, this, this type of market, these fans, yada, 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 but their artists sell, which is why their artists will always be looked at and treated a certain way compared to our artists, because it's very different especially by people who care about numbers, regardless of what level that, that care may be on, if they see our artists and they go, okay, yeah, this artist may be popping, this artist may be doing this and that, but yeah, this artist is barely touching 400,000 after, I don't know, eight months, you know what I'm saying? Or this artist is supposed to be popping and yada yada, but he sold 20-something thousand in the first week. I think that's embarrassing. And I understand times could be hard, Financially, I completely get it. I understand dudes are used to getting the links, hoping the albums to leak. 
But bro, when you think about the fan to artist relationship, these artists, as much as they may ask for money, some really don't ask for money because a lot of it is just well, ask for money a lot. A lot of it just depends on what are they trying to sell. Yeah, you may have some artists sell merch. Yeah, you have artists that perform and they do release music that you got to pay for. But at the same time, though, as fans, do we really feel that pressure to buy and have to support that way the same way we may do with a clothing brand or if it came to food or whatever? I really don't think so. Like, as a Drake fan, my decision to buy OVO clothing is based off of my decision about OVO clothing. It's, I look at the clothing, I go, damn, I really want that. It looks good. I believe in the message. I believe in that and, and everything about it because... That's my guy. I, I've been rocking with him for a minute, so I'll buy the OVO clothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's necessary force. But the reason why I said again, man, like we really need to support financially is because that time that you do support a rapper financially could be that one or second time that you support a rapper financially. You know what I'm saying? Again, it's, it doesn't hurt to spend your $9.99 once plus tax to get a project, especially if it's a project that you been anticipating that you really like again this is something that can hold you over for the rest of your life and that's not corny that's not unrealistic it's true you for one time only could spend this 9.99 plus tax for a project that could live with you for the rest of your life that could become the soundtrack to your life that could be anthems that could be something that captures your life's greatest or worst moments you dig what i'm saying it doesn't hurt to spend that you know i understand people pay for streaming now i got the apple music membership the college membership to 499 plus tax if you don't know about it go get it if you're a college student but even with that occasionally i gotta buy albums and even outside of just the mainstream or the bigger artists like i'll even buy music from local artists or smaller artists because again it's about that investment you know one time only i have to spend this ten dollars or whatever you know it don't hurt to do that and like i said before if we really want our genre to reach new levels, we need to support the artist. That's why I was very, very happy for Kendrick Lamar to sell 600,000 and some change in the first week. That was a huge win. And I'll, I'll take the time to talk to Kendrick fans right now. Kendrick fans, I already feel as if, to a huge extent, you're, you're very biased. I feel like you guys can be very unrealistic. I, I feel like you guys are just crazy outside of maybe the couple that I know and could talk to, but my biggest issue was if this is a man who you truly support, that you love, that you feel like is the guy in rap and yada yada, then there's no reason why Kendrick, it took him two years or whatever for to Pimp a Butterfly to go platinum or for him to be at 200 something thousand in the first week when Good Kid Mad City came out and when to Pimp a Butterfly came out, it was at 300 something thousand. No, moving forward after, damn, bruh, you need to understand that Kendrick needs to sell more. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick needs to be a 600, 700, 800,000 artist. He really needs to be. Because people will look at those numbers and understand the fact that, all right, rap fans, because they're going to associate rap fans with us, the minorities, African Americans, Latinos, whoever, and go, okay, those guys really support those artists because it goes beyond just, oh man, we tweet about the artists and we just download. At some point, in order to truly support, you have to invest money into that support, especially in the case of an album. You know, again, these artists, depending on who it is, 
they give us enough free material. You know what I'm saying? They give us enough mixtapes. They give us enough videos. Again, concerts, those are optional. We don't have to be obligated to go to a concert. Like, that's your choice. You know what I'm saying? So, when it really comes down to it, this album that you can buy for that particular artist, you can go do that because they will understand and see, hey, man, Kendrick selling 600-something thousand. J. Cole selling whatever the case may be. Sean selling. Amigos selling. Drake is obviously selling. Whoever, they will see the fact that if these artists are selling, that will give them a, a bigger need to have a seat at the table. Because I really feel like, too, when it comes to rap, like, if we want to talk about the faces of rap compared to the faces of any other genre, I do think rap has the best trio of faces representing them. You know, Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. Those three are, to me, are the best trio that any genre could roll out there in terms of, okay, this is our best three. Who, what can any other genre do, right? And I'm not talking about, oh, being the biggest. I'm talking just based on talent. In terms of making projects and songs, I think rap has the best one because I think rap could cover all the bases. If you want to talk about hits, all three of them are capable of making big hits, especially Drake. If you want to talk about making good to great albums, all three can definitely do that, especially Kendrick. Cole is somebody that may not necessarily lead the way in either category, but he's going to contribute. And in a way, he could be like raps. I know this is weird. But like maybe like raps Ed Sheeran in terms of like the dude who's just so regular with it and looks the so regular that he could that you could relate to him and you could understand him in that standpoint, but you still understand that he's a superstar. But for real, man, I really need rap fans to understand it doesn't matter who your favorite artist is. If your favorite artist has made a project that you truly feel like is worth buying and you really want to support. That you go ahead and need to support that man it's bigger than you it's bigger than me it's about doing something for the culture and helping it get to another platform because for real it really be hurting my heart man seeing these artists that that we supposed to be like yeah this this guy represents us he's like a legitimate star and yada yada and the dude barely sells like you know what i'm saying like it's mad annoying to me you know i'm even embarrassed that wale's first week sales like no disrespect but still, 20-something thousand in the first week and Wally, and Wally's a veteran, like, for real? Like, only 20-something thousand in the first? I mean, maybe I need to get all first week sales and maybe look at the streams, but I know the streams are going to come. No first week sales are still hitting, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I actually got to check out that interview with Wale, by the way, on uh, Complex, on that Complex show. What's the show called? Everyday Struggle with uh, DJ Academics and Joe Budden. I got to check that out. I've seen a few episodes of the show. I, I I think it's all right. I like it. You know, it's with Joe Budden, <laughs> and I know Budden was definitely the, the topic of conversation with his interview with uh, with Lil Yachty. I would just tell Joe, as somebody that does this as a journalist, as a reporter, like, look, man, it's not really a matter of your opinion, but you got to understand how is your message expressed. And that you got to understand that if your message is expressed in a certain way, how you express it can overlook what the message details. You understand what I'm saying? And I think for Joe, I do think he is passionate. And I do think his passion does show most of the time. 
but his delivery can be better. Not necessarily being nicer about it, but you can still be passionate, but still make it very clear what you're trying to express so people can be like, all right, yeah, this guy's very passionate and he's raising his voice, but I get what he's saying. Think of like Stephen A. Smith in a way. Stephen A. Smith can be very passionate about things, and of course you could get caught up in the, oh, Stephen A. is looking like this and he's saying that in that way, but he still says it in a way to where you still understand what the message may be. You know what I'm saying? And I really think that's like that with Joe. And uh, even when looking at like that Bud and Yachty situation, I thought that was much needed too. You know what I'm saying? It's Lil Yachty, I'm proud to be a Lil Yachty fan. I don't care. To me, Lil Yachty is the best one out of all them dudes who got Lil starting in their name or you want to talk about the best in the new guys or whatever. I think not only is he the hottest in terms of buzz, but I really think he's the best. I think he truly does make some good music. I think he can show that versatility. And I think he is smarter and more mature than people realize, man. For real, for real. He's not like one of these artists who... You know, you may look at it and think, oh, he's dumb, or he may not be aware of the situation, but Yachty is aware of the situation. He is very, very smart. You you have to credit him that. He is somebody that understands what's going on. I do think he has a good team behind him that uh manages his business very well. And I and I think Yachty's in a good and is is in a better position than most would give him credit for it, you know what I'm saying, and I, and I think people have to understand that with the boy, so I really like that interview, but yeah, like I was saying about the Wiley interview, I'm definitely going to check that out, I'm definitely going to check that out for sure, like I really, really will, and I'm going to do that tonight, and I actually really want to touch on again, man, the, the whole supporting artists, and, and even touch on Kendrick a bit, because I said it on the last show, I've been saying it on Twitter recently, and, and I really mean this, man. Like, when it comes to Kendrick, I truly do feel Kendrick is the number one rapper in the world today. I really think so. And I will tell you off top, he definitely provides legitimate evidence towards that with his skills, with the projects he's released, and now with the numbers. But a bigger reason why I am on the wave of thinking Kendrick is the number one rapper because I'm at the point with Drake where I truly feel like Drake is just that much bigger than rap to where it's like I'm not going to personally withhold him within the, conf within the confines of rap. I need to really look at Drake as an artist and look at him in music to where if I'm going to talk about Drake and compare him to Drake, it needs to be with other artists that are on his level or more. And I don't say that from a disrespectful standpoint. You know, it's just a matter of, if I'm looking at a guy like Drake, who is, again, huge, huge with buzz, can fill out a basketball, a football stadium of people, relevant in every way, way possible, extremely skilled, extremely versatile, and the numbers are just what people consider these days to be pop numbers that he can produce, then I truly do think that, you know what, when it comes to rap, there really is no competition for him. And again, and I say that without no disrespect to where now it's a matter of do I really continue comparing Drake and mentioning with these other dudes when they're really not on his level or do you move him up to another conversation? 
And I think, I'm not even going to say we, I think I'm really at that point with Drake because I've always looked at Drake as an artist and I've always with Drake, at least in recent years, been looking the way of musicians like Ed Sheeran or Taylor Swift or Beyonce or whoever I think Drake should be in a conversation with them. And he's been mentioned with them and associated with them, with the numbers and with the magnitudes of their projects. So it's a matter of when are you really going to do this and just stop, I guess, being a hypocrite because you say this today, you still stick with the Drake and rap conversations. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm really done with that. Like, I'm not talking about Drake anymore in this sense of a rap conversation, in terms of comparisons and understanding him because he is really an artist who is very accomplished, who is very huge to where now, when I'm going to talk about Drake, I'm truly talking about Drake from a standpoint of music and talking about him with folks that are on his level or whose level he will be with in terms of relevance, in terms of sales, and just in terms of talent. And like I said, I don't mean that with, with any disrespect to Kendrick, Cole, Sean, or whoever. I just think of it as like, yo, it's just the reality of the situation. Like, to use sports, when LeBron was coming in, of course, when LeBron was working his way up and doing his thing, you had to keep him in that conversation with other players that were at his stage of, uh, of their careers and active competition. But with LeBron, it got to a point where at some point, it's no longer about where does LeBron stand with active competition. Now it's a matter of where does LeBron stand with the legends. And if it is with active competition, how does LeBron stand with like Serena Williams in tennis or Tom Brady in football or so-and-so in baseball? And, th and this is legitimate. Like I just saw earlier today on Twitter, well, whose Twitter account was it? It was uh, Sunday Night Football. It's the NBC Sunday Night Football account asking who has the better career, Tom Brady or LeBron James. And you hear LeBron's name in those conversations because now it's a matter of, okay, the greatest athletes in, I don't know, the 20th century or, or whatever the case may be. But you, you get what I'm saying. It gets to the point where when a dude or a lady, because again, represents Serena and, and any other female that's done her thing, when you get to a point where, where you truly are just stacked and you're accomplished and you have exceeded what the active competition can do, you either have to bring them up to another level of active competition that's outside of their sport or you talk with them with the legends. And I think Drake is at that point. But just to get back to Kendrick being number one, I truly do feel like Kendrick is the number one rapper in the world right now. I really do. Again, his, he has a legitimate case that he's made. I always say Kendrick makes better projects than Drake. He's a damn good, good rapper. And that's his role right now. And I think he can have that title for as long as he may please. Like, with Drake out of the equation for me personally, do I really see anybody challenging Kendrick for it? I mean, not really. I mean, possibly Chance or whoever, but we'll see. But for me personally, I look at Drake like, hey, man, I, I can't just look at you like on some just rap stuff anymore and do these same rap conversations with Drake. Like, nah, like, you want to talk about artist comparisons and who's who, you better mention Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you better mention Bruno Mars. You better mention Taylor. You better mention Beyonce. You better mention the goddamn Chainsmokers or, or Justin Timberlake. I'm being dead freaking serious here, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking by it. I'm, I'm being dead freaking serious. I'm sticking by those claims because... Everything has been adding up to me like that. So I can't, I can't run from it no more.
I, I just can't, beloved. I, I, I can't. I got to stick with it. I got to stick with it. I have to do what is right. Point blank, period. Point blank, period. I need to do what's right. For sure, for sure. I'm trying to think about who else. What else we going on in rap? A couple of new records I've heard. I've heard that Playboy Cardi mixtape that, I mean, let's keep it 100. That Playboy Cardi mixtape is trash. It wasn't good, but Magnola is a record. Magnola is special. That's going to be a summer banger. And it's so special to where I'm offended by Tory Lanez touching that record. Especially when, one, the dude didn't want you to remix it. Two, your recreation of the beat is something strictly from YouTube. <laughs> If you if you haven't had the chance to listen to Tory Lane's Magnola remix, for one, you're lucky. But two, if you hear it and you hear the production, son, the production sounds like something straight off of YouTube that has like 200 likes, but 65 dislikes. That ass. It's like it's such a not good recreation of that beat. And with Tory, it's at the point where it's like Tory Lanez is very, very good at copying others and taking others' waves, but we'll just never know how good he can be with his own wave, man. I think you can maybe talk about his uh, album, I Told You, maybe the, the mixtapes that he came out with earlier this year, what was it, Chicks Tape 4 or whatever, but again, those mixtapes was made off the fact that that man was sampling other records and following that imprint or just changing up a little bit. I'm just not a fan of Tory right now. And it, and it really doesn't have much to do with being a Drake fan either. I'm just not a fan of Tory right now. Like I just, I'm just not on his wavelength. I'm, I'm just not there with him. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I'm just not, um, I'm definitely not gonna feel bad for it. But uh, one artist who I've actually been rocking with for a minute is actually, his name is T Grizzly. T Grizzly. If you haven't heard T Grizzly from Detroit, I think he's from Detroit. Sorry if I got it wrong. Then you need to check my man out. My man is special. Um, his debut mixtape came out like a month ago called My Moment. And that joint's fire. I know he's been getting this buzz because of uh, First Day Out. But nah, that boy got some hits. Trust me. He got some goddamn hits. I'm telling you. He got some records on there that will really hit. And I need Drake. To, to get on a record with him. Uh, you guys could keep all your goddamn culture vulture and hopping on wave stuff to yourself. Forget all y'all. I need what's right for me and the OVO crew. We need that record. Salute to Stormzy, by the way. Shout out to all the UK mandem. Um, Stormzy had a very dope record as well. Not, well, album, Gang Signs of Prayer. I'm really into the UK scene, man. I've really been looking more and more in the UK scene. I mean, it's nothing new. I mean, I've been looking at the UK scene for at least a year now. I mean, going back to when I first heard about the Section Boys and, of course, Skepta, but hearing gigs, hearing Stormzy, you know, that dude's name who had the radio show out there in the UK. I'm not talking Tim Westwood, but the other guy. But um, I've, I've been, I'm, I'm aware of the UK scene. So I just want to give a salute to Stormzy, man. But yeah, that's, the latest episode of Foresight, nice and simple. Uh, please, Laura, let me not get the name, the number wrong. This is episode 16. It should be episode 16 of Foresight, man. Uh, 
again, you can not only find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash seriously914, but we are officially on iTunes now. Please look us up on iTunes, on iTunes, not iTunes, on iTunes, on the podcast app. Uh, this is episode 16 of Foresight. Trust me, Wills will be back on. Um, I have another episode coming to you guys, hopefully with a guest. And yeah, that's just that. You know, Foresight, I'm out. Uh, just trying to figure things out. Still playing more life from time to time. And yeah, that's just that. Peace.